We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says stop talking and start doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. Welcome to Transformative Principle. Guess what? This is episode 400. Can you believe that? This is that special time where I give some updates about what's happening in my life. As you may know, several of my podcast episodes are recorded ahead of time, so I like to give these updates around the 50 show mark anniversaries. So this is episode 400, start of a new season. That's exciting too. And I'm pretty excited about this. So, first things first. Last June, I left being a principal to focus entirely on serving principals and schools through the consulting work that I started several years ago. It's been awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Although I will admit I was a little bit nervous to leave education when coronavirus hit, and there was actual time to do things so differently. But thankfully, I've been able to help others through 
whatever challenges they've been facing over this last year. Update time. Consulting. What does my consulting look like? I thought I was going to be traveling a lot more. I haven't been traveling very much. First and foremost, though, the mastermind has doubled in size, actually a little more than doubled in size since I left being a principal last year. We have talked so much about all the powerful stuff that people have learned during the pandemic, and it's been really awesome. In fact, Bill Klaus, who you may remember from a previous episode of the podcast, said this just last week in our mastermind. You know, it's it's like every week when we have these discussions, I, I start to reflect on <clears throat> what would I have done differently? You know, and God, there's a lot of shit I would have done differently. <laughs> uh, no, it's just... I. I I, I know I'm going to miss this group every every week because for me, this has been one of my best PD um, activities on an ongoing basis that I've done in years. So I just, there, I'm going to put my soapbox away now. Bill's been around for a long time and he's retiring this year. And even after all these years, doing the mastermind has been just incredible for him. The mastermind is the best professional development out there, period. It's amazing. We help leaders overcome imposter syndrome, make better decisions, have more empathy, and so much more. And by the way, they are happier at work than ever before as well. If you're listening to this, you've probably thought about the mastermind, and maybe you've had some trepidation about whether or not you should join. Maybe the times haven't worked out for you, or maybe the costs seem too high. Even if that's the case, go ahead and go to JethroJones.com and just schedule an appointment with me. And let's just talk about how I can help you. Because I know that your job is hard. And that's why I want to help. And you know what? It may be that the mastermind isn't right for you right now, even though I think most of the time that it is. So I have just the thing for you. I'm in the process of writing my next book, How to Be a Transformative Principal, and I've discovered through the 399 previous episodes of this podcast, plus the 100 or so bonus episodes that I've included, that there are some key strategies and tactics that all transformative principles have in common. And as you know, if you've been listening, I do ask at the end of every interview, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you. So there are some commonalities. I found there are 12 things that they all have in place. And each month, I teach one of these things in my How to Be a Transformative Principal group. If you're not quite ready for the mastermind, maybe you're an aspiring principal, maybe you're an assistant principal right now, maybe you're working on your doctorate, or maybe your district says we don't need to give you any more professional development, this is the program to help you reach your goals. So on the show notes for this podcast, you can find the links for this. That's jethrojones.com slash podcast slash 400. So here's what we do in the How to Be a Transformative Principal group. First, we have a monthly coaching call with me and all the other participants. You can come to that. You can just listen. You can get coached yourself. It's really 
however you want to do it is going to be fine. The second thing is a newsletter describing each strategy for the month and action items that you can do, that you can take right away to make yourself a transformative principle. And finally, we do a monthly webinar at the end of each month about the topic that we are studying where I bring in an amazing guest. And really the way that this happened <laughs> was that I was talking to these people about being on the podcast and because I have more time to record now, I was putting these episodes out further and farther away and I said, we got to get these people in front of my listeners sooner. So we started doing these webinars and they've been really fantastic. And we've done one each month this year so far. In March, we had Dr. Greg Gardner, who gave a wonderful webinar about how he has removed obstacles for his people during coronavirus. Really, really helpful. For April, we're talking about communication, and communication is so important. Our coaching call this month will be all about improving your communication. I'm going to show you how to use the communication cards that I use as a principal to help me communicate with my staff, and more importantly, to help my staff communicate better with me. The webinar this month will feature Julia King-Poole, and she'll be talking about communication also. She's the founder at Burn In Mindset and how to help communicate in such a way that you don't burn people out. So you'll definitely want to register for that session. Then in May, I'm really excited. We're going to have Cassandra Williams, who actually does observations for a living, talk about doing observations. So that's her whole job. She comes into your school and works specifically with your teachers to help them improve. It's like having an instant instructional coach and she does observations with the teachers and helps them. Really amazing program. So she's going to talk about what you need to focus on with observations. And we're doing that at the end of this school year to help you set a good intention for next school year. And again, these all these things are intertwined and they build on each other they support each other and it's definitely something that is really powerful so that's the how to be a transformative principle series i would love to have you join me in that details for that are at jethrojones.com slash podcast slash episode 400 in addition to that i'm also doing a lot of uh, speaking around the topics of trauma-informed practices and leadership team development going out to Missouri later this month. If you're in the St. Louis area, that's where I'll be. So love to have you reach out and say hello if that's the case. And if you'd like to get in touch with me about those opportunities, please reach out to me at jethrojones.com speaking, and I'll be happy to plan something with you. I already have two weeks in August booked out, so get in touch soon and let's schedule something for you this year. So the next thing I want to talk about is student-driven learning. You know that I care a lot about student-driven learning. Well, this year when we moved from Alaska to Washington, we knew the online school with our three younger kids where they didn't know anybody, didn't know the teachers, would be at best a not very good experience. I mean, kids just barely went back to hybrid school this last week. So we did something a little different. I started a micro school just for my kids called Student Driven Learning Academy. And it's amazing to see how my three youngest kids have really been striving in different ways in that environment. Is it perfect? 
No, <laughs> you know it's not perfect. But after a couple months, we already thought it would be, it, we already saw that it was beneficial for them. So then we decided to take it up a notch and we hired a learning consultant to help them. That's been really great also. Her name is Hannah Costello, and you actually heard her on this podcast. And in fact, when she said on the podcast, I don't want to teach a class, I want to facilitate learning, I was sold. That's exactly what I was looking for. She's done a great job sharing resources with my kids, but letting them own their own learning. You know how important that is to me. So seeing it happen with my own kids and seeing how they have learned and grown during this year that could have been really challenging has been a really amazing thing for our family. So I want to share a couple of things that my kids have learned during doing school this way. Number one, they are developing their own personalities and learning interests. Each one of them has said they enjoy being in charge of what they are learning. That is really, really powerful. For them to say this, the best part of this is being able to decide what it is that I want to learn and being able to make my own choice is really cool. They are also learning that they have the power to determine their own destiny. Now, this might sound a little esoteric and I get that, but I love it. They are starting to understand more and more that the course of their life, the course that their life takes, the paths that happen in their lives are up to them. It's not about not being chosen for a team. It's not about not being accepted to a specific college. It's about them recognizing that they are more in control than they ever have been before. And I think that that is really exciting. I hope that that is something that they never, ever forget. What's this going to look like in the future? I'm not totally sure, but I am really excited to see about where it can go. To me, the possibilities truly are endless. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose professional learning platform doubles student engagement online or in person. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com slash transformative principle. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably heard that I started another podcast called Cyber Traps. That's with my friend Frederick Lane, who is the author of the Cyber Traps for Educators, Cyber Traps for Expecting Moms and Dads, and Cyber Traps for the Young book series. I've always loved technology, but I got tired of teaching how to use Google Docs pretty quickly. I want to talk about big ideas in technology, and that's what we do on that podcast. We've delved into a bunch of amazing discussions, and I have really enjoyed it. We already have 29 episodes out as of this morning. We've had some amazing guests, and I want to share a few of the favorite things that we've heard here with you. First up is an excerpt from Tony Anscombe. He's an evangelist at a technology company called ESET, and they provide cybersecurity support, firewalls, things like that. Tony Anscombe gave us some really good advice about 
what to do and how to keep ourselves safe. So I'm gonna share that with you here right now. Outside of the technology, it's a relatively simple process in my mind. You don't trust anything that turns up in your inbox. Don't click on any links, yeah? If, if you're going to shop online, if you're only going to buy one thing from the store, don't create an account. So don't leave snippets of your data all over the internet with all these different retailers and different websites. And if somebody is asking you for your data, understand why and understand what they're going to use it for. So actually be bothered to go and read the privacy policy. Yeah, And you're only looking for three segments of the privacy policy, what they collect, who they share it with, and how long they're going to retain it and what the purpose of collection is for. I mean, he's got some good advice there. The whole rest of the episode is amazing. And he talks about ransomware and about an 11-year-old boy who was a perpetrator of ransomware. I mean, crazy stories. We also went to Africa and talked to Awo Amenya, who is the founder of Child Online Africa, which is a child advocacy group based in Africa. And she talks about how a student got involved in looking at pornography and how she had to interact with the school to help teach that young man how to make a better choice. And so I want to share that uh, story with you here and what she learned. Uh, really amazing, good stuff here also from Awo Amenya. So here she is. I've read a bit about how to handle young people because of my our own children down here. So I thought, okay, killing this boy will not give us the solution we want. So I said, let me have a word with the boy. I called him aside, interacted with him, got to know that, okay, other friends were bringing such content to school and they kind of influenced him to also bring it if he knows what time it is. So this boy went to have that. And so I had the word with him. I promised the father we would get the boy reformed, but not with a cane. He needs to direct his focus to the right thing. Because of course he's learned how to create folders, but does not have the energy to choose the appropriate content. When I listened to her tell that story, to be honest, I was kind of shocked that they were still caning kids in Ghana. But that's the reality that they live with. And they're getting the internet and technology so fast that they don't have all the resources and teaching opportunities in place to help kids make the best choices. So that was really fascinating. Another interview that we did that was just amazing was with Dr. Jeff Temple, and he does research on preventing sexual violence out of the University of Texas medical branch. And he has some really great information to share as well. And we talked about kids sexting, sexting excuse me. And you and I both know that sexting is an issue in schools and it comes into the school even if it's not specifically happening at the school. So he gave us some really great advice about dealing with that, but also he talked about what the real issue is. Yes, sexting is bad, but there's more to it than that. So here's a snippet from what Jeff Temple had to say. And especially with respect to power and consent, and so we've done research preparing sexting coercion with real life sexual coercion. And just like we talked about earlier with the line between real life and online life is completely blurred right now. 
you know, and, and y'all know this more than anyone is uh, the kids don't see a difference between online and offline life. It's all the same. And uh, what we see there is that if kids are getting pressured to sex, they're more likely to be pressured to have sex in real life. If they're pressuring others to sex, they're more likely to be pressuring others in real life. So there is this, this relationship between these two. And when we look at this, the studies and we look at the harmful effects of sexting, you know, immediately I think it's easy for us to say sexting is bad, sexting is going to harm kids. And that's certainly, I think, the, the, maybe the proper default. But what we've come to realize is that it's really the coercion and the non-consensual sexting that seems to be doing the most damage. And that's the stuff that we need to equip kids with not doing in the first place or if they are pressured, of course, like you said, is how to navigate those situations. Okay, bringing it more to a thought about making choices and, and what we're doing. Dr. Eric Stevens came on the podcast also, and he did his research on using big data to understand what the rehabilitation process is in prison systems. And I was especially interested because before I left Fairbanks, I was principal of the prison school up there for young men and women. And he wanted to help prison populations without violating their privacy. So he did some things to figure out how to do this. So here's some really fascinating stuff from his interview about that big data with prison populations. I didn't honestly, I didn't, with my dissertation, my research, I didn't answer any questions. I didn't really do anything like that. What I did was created something and provided an ethical reasoning for why I didn't want to do answer a question. But you created a mode of analysis though. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so now what I can do is empower other people to ask really interesting questions and let them do really cool research. Like that's what I can do as a person to help other people in their research. Which is why we need ethicists to figure out how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it helps to study ethics, honestly. Um, and so now like here's, here's something that we found in this research that there is a high correlation between the word punishment and the word woman. And, and the, like, I looked at 350 handbooks in the United States, every state was accounted for federal, local county levels, right? Every level, there's a strong correlation between those two words. Why? I have no idea. That's pretty cool, right? So he went into a lot more information about that and how to use textual analysis to determine what the beliefs and, and thought processes are of systems. Really, really fascinating. So for the next snippet that I want to share with you, we had Charles Logan on who talked about student surveillance and how sometimes we treat students as criminals that haven't been caught yet. He asked us to think about the relationship between schools and their students, and he shared a story where he was on a committee to decide what types of software they should be adopting and realized that they weren't really thinking the best things about their students. So here's a snippet from Charles Logan. As part of a committee looking at different video conferencing tools that we should, the university should sign a contract for. And a lot of the questions centered around issues of privacy, which I think are absolutely important and essential. But I also think 
There should be questions around ethics, about should we do this? What kind of relationship does this technology create between teachers and students? Does it frame students as adversaries not to be trusted? And they then have to submit their paper to a plagiarism software company that is then going to determine the accuracy of the truthfulness of their intellectual property, which is then sold back to the, the school. I was going to stop with Charles Logan, but actually I'm going to share one more clip from that podcast. This was with Akuna Uka, who is a speech and debate teacher in California. And we had such a fantastic conversation. I definitely encourage you to go listen to this conversation about the spreading of misinformation. And we recorded this right around January 6th. I think it was the day after. And so a lot of this was fresh in our minds and we had a really fascinating discussion about it. And one of the things that she mentioned was that we don't have control of the information like we used to as teachers. And so enjoy this clip from Akuna Uka. This is actually our most downloaded episode because I think she just hit the nail on the head so much with such great information that she shared. But here's just a little snippet. One of the huge issues that we have that we need to grapple with as a field is given that we don't control information anymore. We are not the chief source of information and we're actually often struggling against misinformation. What do we do with that? Because I think a few years ago, the tactic was to try and limit it. Okay, we're going to have the phones at the front of the classroom. No one has their phones. Well, now we're all teaching from home and learning from home. So I have no clue what is on the student's lap or what tab they're on. And so now that we've gone beyond the control tactic, we have to live with the social media and the technology. And that has been a tremendous challenge and learning curve. The reality is every single one of these interviews has been amazing. So I hope that you go check out that podcast, cybertraps.com. That's where you can get it. It's on iTunes, Spotify, it's everywhere. Cybertraps.com, go check it out. And in fact, we're doing more than just a podcast. We're doing a whole nonprofit called the Center for Cyber Ethics. We even have a Twitter account. It's called CTR number four cyber ethics. That's the center for cyber ethics. So go check that out. There's going to be a lot more coming out about that in the future. We're just in the beginning stages, but just wanted to let you know that that is out there. And if you're interested in learning more about cyber ethics, definitely give us a follow there as well. So one thing we recently launched is a audio course called Raising Cyber Ethical Kids based on the book that Fred wrote last October or so. So that's about creating a family acceptable use policy. And just the conversation about that with your own children will make huge amounts of difference in what you're trying to teach your kids about how to use technology today. So links to that are in the show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast slash episode 400. I'm just about done here. There's something else that I want to talk about, but it's not quite ready to announce yet, but it's going to be pretty awesome. I'll give you a little hint. A lot of people have reached out to me for help with creating a podcast, and I just haven't had the bandwidth to do that. I've done it a couple times, but I want to do that. I want to do a better job of doing that. Um, Having the longest running uh, 
podcast for school leaders has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it, and I want to share that with others. I think everybody should have a podcast. There's also a lot of people who have wanted to start finding ways to give back to education, the career that helped them to have a good life, and they want to start giving back. So I'm not quite ready to announce what's going on there yet, but if that's something that you're interested in, reach out to me and I'll let you know as soon as it's ready, probably in June or, or so. And finally, I just want to say thank you to you for making this one of the best podcasts out there. It means the world to me that you are listening right now. I honestly can't believe that I'm still doing this at episode 400. And we have some really amazing podcasts coming out in the next couple weeks at least. I'm going to talk to Chloe Sutterfield, who is a woman who has cerebral palsy. And that conversation is just amazing. I'm so grateful that she was willing to come and talk to me and to share her story and share some of the challenges that she has faced. She said she didn't have a good principal until she was a senior in high school because that was the first principal that saw her as a human being first. And that's really sad and powerful. In closing, if you are still listening, you are one of my people (laughs) and I just love you. I I say that with all sincerity. If you haven't spoken to me yet, I would love to connect with you. I just want to say thank you and hear about your experience from your perspective. I want to say thank you for listening. Seriously, reach out and say hello. JethroJones.com. There's a link on there to click to schedule a call with me. Let's do it. I want to talk to you. I want to say thank you to you personally because you've helped make this one of the best podcasts out there. And I really appreciate that. And if you're still listening and you haven't left a rating yet, do it. If you haven't shared your favorite episode with someone, please take a minute and do that. And let's help more people become transformative principles. Hey, middle school principals, what if I told you that all your teachers had to do to teach your students really valuable social and emotional competencies was just press play? In Control SEL is a fully automated video curriculum that teachers and students absolutely love. And that's because it's easy, and it looks just like a Netflix or a YouTube show. So all you have to do to hear about how it can completely transform your school is schedule your call. Tell us Jethro sent you and you'll get 20% off if you feel like it's a good fit. So go now to www.incontrolsel.com slash strategy call to schedule your call today. The link will be in the show notes. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. 
If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.